Zombify. Hello and welcome to the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. I'm your host, Adam Caster. Here as always my co-host at Birdsall. Mr. Birdsall, happy Bipocalypse. Part one. Part one. Part one. When when's when is part duh? I believe week 13. Oh. I believe week th- week 13 is a big one as well. But yeah, this is uh I think it's quantity that's on buy. I don't know if it's quality, but quantity that's on buy this week is uh is Ooh, week is 13, definitely. you are correct. It is yeah. week 13 is Buffalo, Chicago, <laughs> yeah, Vegas, Minnesota, the Giants and the Ravens. Uh, it's still quantity. Still quantity. I mean, there's some more quality depending on, you know, Justin Jefferson. Yeah, but this family. is this is this is definitely your your quantity week. Because yeah, yeah, yep. you're down, you're down your Bengals, you're down your Cowboys, but I mean, you're down the Texans, you're down the Titans, like, oh, hey, oh man, I have the debate starting Nico Collins this week. Oh gosh, darn, that's. But you're terrible. also down your Cowboys and your Jets. Ah, that's right, that's right, that's right, Brees Hall, that's right, best running back of all time. Yes, that's right. Move over, Emmett. Get out of my get out of Brees Hall's way. Listen, if we're if we're being if we're being fully rational, Emmett Smith is not Emmett Smith is not the best running back of all time. Well, he's the all time leading rusher. He is the all time leading rusher, yes, but he is not the best running back of all time. Ooh, that's a big debate. There's is no it, there's, there's 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 I don't even think this is a debate. Who is it? Barry Sanders. Barry, say, Barry, Barry Sanders doesn't retire young. He, it's not even a competition between him and Emmett. I was going to say Walter Payton, but sure, fair shout. Yeah, Jim Brown, someone was was in the conversation. LT outside shout. Yeah, I mean the guy um, won MVP as a running back. I mean you got to give him credit for that. Yeah, and he set the record for touchdowns in a year. Right, right. So, so you got to give him, you got to give. Outside shout there, but the best the best running back of all time, hands down, is Barry Sanders. All right. Well, that's not what we're talking about. We're not even talking best about running back talent of all time is Bo Jackson. Yeah. Oh, if only. If only. Well, it, yeah. If only he didn't get injured slash played football full time. Listen, if, if any if any of you youngins have not seen Barry Sanders or Bo Jackson, get some education. Spend an hour of your evening. Instead of going out to the bars or going to some friend's house and doing illegal things for your ages, sit at home, have a nice cup of tea, detox, think about your life choices, and then watch an hour's worth of film on Barry Sanders and Bo Jackson. You'll become cultured. Yes, I think so. Um, we're not talking about either of their... Oh, actually, we are talking about the Lions, but that's later. I thought oh. you were going to say we're not we're not talking about making terrible choices. Oh. Anyway, <laughs> let's get into these games. We only have five, and we're going to start with the Cleveland Browns going into Indianapolis. And honestly, where do you even want to start? It's the quarterbacks, really. Mm-hmm. It's the backup quarterback show for both teams. Uh well, not necessarily. Deshaun, Deshaun Watson returned to practice. He could play. Yeah. It's not official. It's not official that he's playing, but he is practicing. So that is that is good news as he's recovering from his shoulder injury. Yeah, it's weird. It's a really weird situation because honestly, Gee, I, I wonder if the Browns are regretting that one. Yeah, I also wonder if the Browns are regretting that one. But no, it's fine. No, it, no, it, it's fine. It's fine for them. It's great. I choose to go after the Browns and their decision to acquire Deshaun Watson based on football merit. Obviously, taking the off the field things deep into consideration. But well, currently it's not looking good on either side. No, no, definitely not. No matter how you slice it, it's a pretty shitty decision that is that will probably set back guaranteed contracts for years to come. Oh, a thousand percent. One thousand percent. But that's that's an off-season discussion. Although really Deshaun Watson, I feel like it was a couple days ago, 
it just seemed like super um, abstract about his shoulder injury. Like, oh, you know, I don't know if he'll ever be 100%. Or at least that's what people were saying. Like, they don't know if he'll ever be on, if he'll ever be 100% this year with the shoulder. And it's just kind of like, will he play? Will he not play? And the crazy part is that this is all just like super under the rug, a surprise to everybody when he was um, deactivated the first game, the first game that he missed because all indications from you and from everybody else was he's playing. And then Sunday rolls around. It's like, all right, you know, Dorian Thompson Robinson have fun. And look, I've I've asked every single person from outside of the Cleveland Browns has given me their own version of what they've heard and whatever. But the people that I at least talk to that are with the Browns have told me zilch. So take that for what you will. All right. And well, that's... and look, I mean, there's nothing, there's nothing else out there. So it could could it be nothing? Yeah, it could be nothing. But could it be something as well? Yeah, it could, it definitely could be. Yeah. Uh, the other injury of note for Cleveland is uh, Kareem Hunt, but he returned to practice on Thursday as a limited participant. So yeah, yeah, that was the biggest concern with getting Jerome with getting Jerome Ford was you know do they bring back Kareem Hunt? The answer was yes. And does Kareem Hunt become a factor? The answer was yes, but Jerome well, Ford was also, was also a factor too. I mean, I have, I mean, just kind of skipping ahead, I mean, kind of, sort of, but I mean, I have both Jerome Ford and Kareem Hunt as top 20 plays for me this week. Yeah. And I mean, Granted, that's also shortage of the running backs that, 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 that aren't available, but yeah, I have both, I have both of them inside my top 20. Yeah. And I think that, it really does. It's the matchup for, for like, this is a good matchup for Green Hunt and Jerome Ford. And they both perform well um, with PJ Walker under center. And if it is PJ Walker again, or if it's Sean Watson, I think you could probably um, assume that they're both going to do well, at least a little bit well. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Um, well, let's get into that quarterback situation. Do you want to start either Watson or Walker? Oh, put it this way. I mean, the, the Browns definitely get a boost if it is to, if it is Deshaun Watson. If it's PJ Walker, then I I mean I think they're okay. I mean, we saw Amari Cooper have a hundred yard day and PJ Walker was able to do it against the 49ers. So yeah, in the rain. It, it's it's it is a much riskier start for sure. If it's PJ, if it's PJ Walker, I don't think you're starting him necessarily, unless you're in a deep super flex situation and you're desperate. Um, but if it's Deshaun Watson and he does play, I mean, you have to think about it because the Colts and the secondary I mean they just bleed points to opposing number one receivers, and Amari Cooper is one of the best that there is. So you'd have to definitely think about it with with Deshaun. I just worry with him that if the shoulder is still really banged up that he's limited to being a pocket passer. And what we've seen out of Deshaun Watson, the pocket passer is, has not been good. And really that's not his upside. It's a fantasy quarterback currently. Correct. Correct. So that, that worries me. Watson as things stand is my QB. My QB 20. Well, the thing is it's a right, it's his right shoulder. It's a throwing shoulder. Yeah. So that's even worse. Yeah, but they're, be, they're not going to put him out there unless unless they take his they take his is one hundred percent. And if they put him out there with a injury to his throwing shoulder, that suggests to me that he can make all the throws. I guess, but I mean, they did this to Baker Mayfield for an entire year, and we'll see how. And you know, we saw how that worked out. The difference between Baker Mayfield and Deshaun Watson is one was not on a fully guaranteed contract. Yeah, well, I mean, Baker Mayfield played for a full year. Or, I mean, he played for a full year with that shoulder injury. Yeah, but this so, is also this is also Baker Mayfield, who seemingly plays through every injury known to man. Admirably, very admirably. Yeah. Um. Okay. So that's that. We have the running backs already kind of talked about. And yeah, then... you start. You, you start if you have Hunt. 
you can give him a go. You can de- you can definitely give him a go. Uh, if you've been starting Ford, continue to start him. And then you're starting Cooper, and then that's it, basically. If Watson plays, I would think about Elijah more as a as like a twelve team PPR flex play. Yeah, but like Elijah Moore, it's very stinky. It's very stinky, but desperate situation where you need someone that's in a pl- has a plus matchup uh, could definitely take advantage of it. Sure, Elijah Moore could definitely be something. Deep well, leagues, deep leagues. The floor is subterranean for Elijah oh, Moore. None. none. There, there, there is le- there is legitimately no floor. But does he have the opportunity? Does he have the opportunity to at least score? Yeah, but if you're in a 12 team league and it's super super deep, and you need a flex with the amount of buys that we have this week, you may not have a, a better option than Elijah Moore. He's inside inside my top 50. That's the kind of receiver that we're talking about. That's in, true. In, I mean, in 10 team leagues, he's completely off the radar. Yeah, you can't in a, in shallower leagues. You can't just bank on a random touchdown to win you a week. That's just not how that works. No. No, and he's not likely to get it. But could he get it? Yes. Yeah. And then last but not least is uh, David Njoku at tight end. Um, I mean, if it is Deshaun Watson, def- again, he definitely has more upside. You know, tell me if you've heard that before. He just hasn't really been like that impactful for for fantasy, he's barely on the streaming radar for me, but the matchup is is pretty good. Colts, I believe, have allowed the sixth most yards to tight ends, and they have allowed the ninth most fantasy points to tight ends this year. So he's like a tight end too. Yeah, I mean, I guess for a lot of people, I mean, people drafted him. Also, yeah. So, oh yeah, it's it's, it's quickly going downhill, but. Honestly, I mean, for the Browns, I mean, what hasn't gone downhill for them this year? It's true. Yeah, it's very true. All right. Big news with the Colts. And this is what people are really tuning into the show for. um, Like injuries and things like that. But Anthony Richardson, his rookie season is over with the shoulder injury or shoulder surgery. And it's going to be the Gardner Minshew experience for the full year. So Gardner, Gardner, I didn't say that. Gardner, oh, I say that. I like, yeah. I like Gardner. Gardner. I mean, listen, he knows he knows the offense. I mean, Shane Steichen was his OC a year ago in Philadelphia. He was a backup quarterback there, Gardner Minshew. He knows the offense. Last week was a disaster, but it was his first week being the full time starter. He's going to get more and more reps working with the ones. And as we go further and further along, I think Minshew could be a viable uh, QB2. I don't think he has, you know, high-end QB2 upside. But high-end, can he be a guy that we're talking about as potentially most weeks you're starting him maybe as a as high as like QB16, QB17? Is that his ceiling? Yeah, yeah, for sure. He's got the tools. Yeah. He's got the tools. He's got the running game. He's got the offensive line. He's got the pass catchers. He's got Michael. He's got Michael Pittman. Josh Downs looks really good. Uh, Alec Pierce looks good, even though Alec Pierce is, is, is banged up right now. Colin Grant is also banged up. The tools are there for Gardner, for Gardner Minshew to be good. It's just it's just a matter of, well, can he? Can he be good? And that's a question that we have yet to uh, to to find out the answer to. That's true. That's a fair point. But this is um, not the week. Of, this is not this is not the week. The Browns that's true. Can, the Browns concede the fewest points to opposing wide receivers. So yeah, that just has a whole knock-on effect with 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 Gardner Minshew. And we saw it last week with Brock Purdy and how much he, he, he struggled really against the Browns. But I think it also was a result of McCaffrey going out and and, and Devo going out, but yeah, I, I I would not be starting Gardner Minshew unless you are super super desperate. Yeah, they are. They allow the fourth least fantasy points to quarterbacks. Yeah, yeah. Um, so sit sit Minshew unless you're desperate in probably super flex situations. They've allowed single digits to every quarterback, but 
Lamar Jackson. There you go. So, and they faced Joe Burrow, Kenny Pickett, Ryan Tannehill, and Brock Purdy. So, you know, no slouches. Sample sample size is small, some stinkers in there, but you're holding quarterbacks to single digits. That's still very impressive, regardless of who the competition is. You play your competition, as I always say. Yes, you do. Um, Okay. And then running backs, um, for once the Colts, well, actually, is it? I mean, I think you're still starting both. I think you still start both. I think you you start Taylor and you start Moss. Yeah. Well, hopefully you have both. It's it's trending in a way where Jonathan Taylor is getting more more and more work, but Zach Moss, there hasn't been enough of a change yet where you could say that you're definitely benching Zach Moss. Yeah, I mean, we might have already kind of passed the point of no return on selling high on Zach Moss, but... Oh, you could um, sell him high to the Jonathan Taylor manager. Yeah. But that's I mean, pro- that's, that's probably different. your only play. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. But I agree with you, though, that I think that it's just like Jonathan Taylor's working his way back, and eventually yeah. he's going to take over the backfield. Yeah, it, it's missing the first four weeks. It's the ankle injury from last year that still isn't 100%. There's a lot that he, that he still has to do, and, and they now have an investment that they have to protect. Yep, they do. Um, And then for receivers... Are you starting any receivers against this Browns defense? Uh, Pittman is a, is a low end wide receiver too, and in right. super in super deep PPR leagues, Josh Downs you can consider it because he he gets a ton of work. All right, and and by and by the way, I mean it has to be said as well. Now that Gardner Minshew is the guy, Josh Downs is a must add, M- must. He's available right. in your leagues. If he's available in your leagues, you make room and you go pick him up. Uh, I can probably tell you the actual, like, the percentage. As Adam is scouring his leagues trying to find Josh Downs. No, he's, uh, where the hell is he? <laughs> he is owned in 33.8%. That number's of... got to be, got to be greater than that. Yeah. So, he's definitely somebody to look at for sure absolutely without a doubt anyway anything else uh and you're not starting a Colts tight end all right uh do you like the browns defense yes yes i do sacks potential turnovers you saw gardner against the jaguars last week yeah you're forced into that one i think all right sounds good Let's move on into this next game. And that is the Bills going into Foxborough and playing the New England Patriots. Oh, boy. Oh, God. Just uh, just a game. Just, oh, God. This <laughs> so exciting. Horrific. So, easy stuff. You're starting Josh Allen. Yep. Duh. You're starting James Cook. Yes. Yes. Hope Damian Harris gets well soon. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Um, I don't know if he's going to play. He probably won't play. No, he's not practicing. He's not practicing. Neck injury, concussion. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. No. I don't think he's going to play for a while. And probably he shouldn't with those injuries. No, 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 no. Um, so with that being said, Latavius Murray is just still here. I mean, I tell you what. The wild thing is that Latavius Murray is the reason that I survived in the guillotine. Because on that last series where the Giants burned all their timeouts, the running back on the field for the Bills was not James Cook. It was Latavius Murray. So they clearly have a value. They clearly value value him. Well, guess who got James Cook on waivers this week? <laughs> I mean, if you again, desperate deep league flex option, if you're searching for a touchdown, Lat Murray could be interesting. 
And this could be a game for a lot of touchdowns with a lot of touchdowns. It could also be a game where they're pulling their starters. If they're pulling their starters, you know, no James Cook. Lat Murray could get a run. Yeah. Well, it sounded like you for a second there, it sounded like you were going to like rebut my point, but actually you agree with me. Oh, no, I 100% agree with you. I 100% agree with you. But obviously the floor is very, very low for Lat Murray. Ceiling is he scores a touchdown and he probably gets you 10 points. Yeah, actually, I do. I was thinking about this, but do we have to have like a conversation about Josh Allen a little bit? A little bit. A little bit. They, they, the Bills in a way are, 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 they look better than Baltimore, but they're still coasting. Or Kansas City. In a way, in a way, like I, I think everyone knows, though, that Kansas City is the best team in the AFC. But I think the Bills have less questions than the Ravens do for me. So I'm not, I'm not saying that that Buffalo looks great because they don't. But they're not Baltimore bad looking. Baltimore, to me, there is something just wrong there. Buffalo, it doesn't look as bad to me. I don't know what it is. It's weird. The offense just isn't, like, cohesive in Buffalo. I, I, you know, I, I do think it could be a bit of a coaching situation. I mean, there are some. And this is from this is from Jake, who has more connects with Bills Mafia than I do. Um, th- he says that there are Bills fans that are calling for McDermott to to go. What? That's. I mean, I, I in a way I understand it. In a way, I would not to you know. I don't want to like really stand by this, but I would fire Rob Sala to hire Sean McDermott in a listen, heartbeat. Listen, from what I was told, the Bills did seriously consider firing McDermott when Dayball left for the Giants. Huh. So yes. they think it's so they think that it was all Brian Dayball? No, they wanted to keep Dayball with Josh Allen. But when Dable left, it was like, you can't retain talent. You're gone. No, they were going to fi- they were going to fire McDermott to keep Dable. Oh, oh, just to keep Dable with with Josh, Josh Allen. Allen. Yeah. Interesting. That's Who's the offensive coordinator now in Buffalo. Uh, Ken Dorsey. Oh, Ken Dorsey. Yes. That's a name. Uh, yes, that's a name that Buffalo Bills fans probably know, know very well. Yep. Well, he's the guy who went absolutely ape shit on a uh, on a camera last year, and everyone knows what I'm talking about. Yes. If you don't look it up, that was a great game. If you don't look that shit up, it's quite funny. It is very funny. But yeah, I don't know. I don't see it with and like the other coach on the other sideline. There were those like I don't know if you saw that. You know that. That is that that is that is an it is an entirely different conversation about about Bill Belichick right now. That is an entirely different conversation. No, I know that it's it would be we, too we could sit here and talk about Bill Belichick for the next ninety minutes. I agree. It would be two stupid firings, but for two different reasons. Yep. If that were to happen, but this is yeah, just this is like a get right game for Josh Allen. I think. Like, a, yeah, he went up against a couple of good defenses and he's and now he's going up against the Patriots with no Matthew Judon. So he should have all day to throw. I think it's going to be a big game for Diggs. I actually would sit Gabe Davis just because he kind of needs a touchdown here. And I just don't see this game being shootout quality where a touchdown is going to be blatantly obvious. Um, 
And then the tight ends I'm also sitting too because there's still no clarity as to, you know, what they're getting. They just eat into each other. So it just makes absolutely no sense for you to be going out and starting a, a Bills tight end. And for the Patriots, the only Patriot you're starting is Ramondre Stevenson. And that's uh, that is as, as a low end uh, RB2. I have Stevenson in my ranks as my uh, RB19. So, okay, so about a mid RB2. I wouldn't say a low end. Yeah, but like, how often are the Patriots really going to be running? Like, never. Oh, in well, in, P- in PPR, he has pass catching upside for sure. Yeah. But That's it's dire. Yeah, it's, 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 it's dire now. And I just, I wonder if this gets ugly, do the Patriots fans turn against Belichick? That would be so. I would hate that. Even more, I would hate Patriots fans even more. It's like that guy won you six Super Bowls. Correct. I, I I completely agree with you. Just absolute spoiled behavior. If that were like this is all hypotheticals, but say it with your chest, Adam. Spoiled. There you go. What teams would go. kill for six championships? I'd kill for one. Yeah, and Dallas has won five championships. I would kill for one in my <laughs> lifetime. Yeah, I would love one in my lifetime. Just one. That's it. That's all I want. Yeah, that would be that would be nice. And the Bills defense, by the way, you are starting against yes. Mac Jones. <clears throat> Hell yeah. Yeah, against Mac Jones and maybe um, who Malik Cunningham. Yeah. Or Bailey Zappi. And who the hell knows? Or Bailey Zappi. Who knows? I think if, if Bailey Zappi is on this team. Sunday, it means that there is an eye that Mac Jones could get finally benched, and he should be benched because that dude sucks. Like permanently benched, you mean? Uh yeah, yeah. Not yeah. just like, oh, we're terrible. You know, let's let's just not bench. not what they not what they've done two out of the last three weeks and pull him and then say, oh yeah, he's our starter. Blah 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 blah. No 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 no. Benched, done. Yeah, well, I mean, that's like what happened with Cam Newton. Yeah, uh, in twenty twenty. That, that, that nope, nope, nope. It's getting bad. It, it, it is getting bad, and Bill's got to write this ship pronto. Otherwise, there's going to be a big problem here for him if there isn't one already. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Uh, next up, we have what do we have? We have the Baltimore Ravens playing host to the Detroit Lions. It's been a fun game. Should be a fun game. Obviously, you're starting Jared Goff. Yes, and yeah, and we have now hit a roadblock because <laughs> will this be the week? With all the situation is so right for Jameer Gibbs to do something this week. We talked about this on the mailbag today. There's no David Montgomery. There's looking like there's not going to be any Craig Reynolds. If there is a week for Jameer Gibbs to prove that he is him, this is the week. But will they allow it to happen. I don't know. I don't fucking know. I, I want it to happen. I'm rooting for it to happen. I got to start Jameer Gibbs somewhere. But if there are people out there that are saying to themselves, well, I don't really know if I want to be, you know, putting my faith and my 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 life into into Jameer Gibbs here, especially teams that need a win, I, I wouldn't blame them. I don't blame him one bit. Yeah. I would. I don't know. Nothing is proven to you that Jameer Gibbs is going to be somebody that gets you points. So maybe, maybe week one, that's basically it. It's, it's risky. It's risky. risky. Especially if you're doing like a guillotine situation. And maybe Jameer Gibbs might be the only option, but you well, need points. You can't avoid. You can't afford a dud. Well, it's 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 also looking at who they're going up against. It, it's going up against Baltimore. That defensive line is is a really really good defensive line, and they're very very good against the run. So, do do you trust the coaching staff of the Detroit Lions enough? Where they are going 
to give Jameer Gibbs the ball. That's number one. Number two, do you trust the Detroit Lions offensive line to create the holes that they were obviously creating for David Montgomery? And then number three, do you trust that Jameer Gibbs is going to be able to move against this Baltimore Ravens front? If you yeah, say yes well, to all those questions, then Jameer Gibbs is, an, is a no-brainer. If you yeah, have well, a no, if you have a no to any of those questions, then it's something you have to think about and you have to assess what options you got. Yeah, Baltimore is middle of the pack against running backs in fantasy. Um, as far as fantasy points. So that's yeah, something who, to kind who of are the running backs that they face. Uh they face Damian Pierce and Devin Singletary, Joe Mixon, Zach Moss. Uh was this Nick? Zach Chubb? Moss torched them, right? Yeah, it was twenty five point six yeah. points. Um I guess this this was Nick Chubb in week four. No, that was Jerome Ford. Oh, that was Jerome Ford? Yeah, he had two okay. touchdowns, one rushing, one receiving. Um, And then, wait. It says there are no touchdowns in that Cleveland game. Oh, so then it was just that it was uh, two receiving. Yeah. And then he faced, uh, or they faced Najee Harris and Jalen Warren. Oh, and okay. Well, that, that, that's... That's not saying much. Anybody can go go up and face Najee Harris and Jalen Warren, and they can have a good day. And then, most recently, they gave up 112 yards and one touchdown to mostly Derrick Henry. All right, that's, yeah, that's in London. That's against Derrick Henry. So against good competition, they've they've leaked some points. But the guys they're supposed to stop, they stopped. I I don't know. I kind of think Jameer Gibbs might be a guy that they're supposed to stop. Which is why I have him low in my ranks. He's my RB23. And I honestly, I don't plan on moving him up any more than that. Yeah, well, I mean, until proven otherwise, I don't think Maybe that... I'd move him up over Javante Williams. Maybe. But am I putting him in the same conversation as Zach Moss, Kareem Hunt, Ramondre Stevenson? No. Like, let me see where yeah. the ECR... Let me see where the ECR has him. Because that, that would be, I think, a good uh, measuring stick. So the ECR has him as the RB19. Okay, so I'm I'm four spots lower than the ECR. The most I'd move him up to is probably around RB20. Yeah, really, it's I don't just... think I will. The most, I realistically, the most I'd move him up is one spot, and that's over Javante. It's tough in the apocalypse as well because you might not have a choice to start Jameer Gibbs. Well, right. If you don't have a if you don't have a choice, then that's one thing. Yeah. Um, and then the receivers. You're starting Amon Ra, of course. Yeah. And who else? You could consider Josh Reynolds. Deep leagues, desperate. And then obviously right. you're starting Sam Laporta. Sam Laporta, my friend. If he, pl- if he plays, he's gonna play. He's going to play. All right. Sam Laputa. Next up is the, it's the Hackett Bowl. We didn't do Baltimore. Two. Oh, we didn't do Baltimore? Uh-oh. No, I'll keep this simple. You ready? Yes. You start, you're starting Lamar. You're not starting any of the running backs. The only receiver that you're starting for the Baltimore Ravens is Zay Flowers, who I think is going to be a very fine start this week and he left points out there versus the Titans. He they could have had a lot more. It could have been a huge day for Zay Flowers. Uh but you're starting him and that guy Mark Andrews you are starting, but there are definite question marks when it comes to uh to to Mr. Andrews. He has not been his uh his his dominant self uh this year. It really has gone back to being a uh, a one man position of sorts with uh, with Mr. Kelsey at the top, full point PPR, 15.5, 7.5, 25, 12.5, 10.9. That's a middle of the road tight end that you drafted in some places, maybe back end of round two, early part of round three. Yeah, it's not great. No, that's not great at all. And he's only holding on because of how bad the tight end position is. That's the only reason why we're not talking about Mark Andrews as potentially a borderline B word. Yeah, I think so. Well, borderline, 
borderline because he's had he's had good games. He's had good games. He's been he's been productive. Weekly finishes have been fine, but he just hasn't had those monster huge game that we've seen in recent years. From we well, scored two touchdowns in in a game, right? The twenty the twenty five point game. Yeah, uh, that's that's a good game. That's a great game. But I'm, I'm talking a 35, 40 point day. Yeah, it just doesn't. Well, the thing is, with it's still it's still early, and, and can it happen? Of course it can. It's it is profile, but the arrival of Zay Flowers, the arrival of Odell, the return of Rashad Bateman has definitely hurt Mark Andrews because he's not that guy that that the Ravens are having to to go to 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 bail him out. It's good for the team. It's not good for him and his fantasy profile. But it does make him a bad tight end. It just makes where you took him. It makes it a bit of a reach that this is a guy that again you took in maybe it will say round three on average that maybe is a guy you should have taken in round four round five yeah and i mean you're getting good value out of other tight ends that you took later like hawkinson sam laporta has hawkinson been like has hawkinson been good value though uh sort of Comparatively, I think there's. I think they're kind of similar. I yeah, I think they're. I actually think they're very similar. That Hawkinson's had one huge game. Then outside of that, he's kind of been meh, and saved yeah. by the fact that the tight end position has been garbage. But I look at a guy like like Evan Ingram, for example, who was not celebrated, who was l- overlooked left under the radar and most people were able to get him round seven round eight and he's a guy who's been a top seven tight end in full point ppr every week bar one yeah and that's a guy who's lived up to his potential because of where he was drafted or dalton schultz who wasn't drafted right well dalton schultz was drafted in a a bunch of places that i'm in that was in, in in deeper leagues and then uh, tight end premium situations, but for the most part, yes. For the most part, yeah. Yeah. Um. All right. Now we can move on to the to the Hackett Bowl part two. Yes. Hackett Bowl part two. Hackett Bowl part two. Green Bay in Denver. Uh, Super Bowl rematch also from almost from like twenty five years ago. Yes. So, um, I wonder if John Elway will be in attendance. And Brett Favre, <laughs> just to rub it in. Okay, so for Green Bay, what? Nothing, nothing, nothing. Okay. <laughs> so for Green Bay, last we saw Jordan Love, he was uh, stinking it up on Monday night in Vegas. Mm-hmm. And he has had the whole bye week to think about that. Yeah, fix his shit, work on it. Good news is the Broncos might just be as bad as the Raiders, if not worse. Uh, Jordan loves top 10 play. Start him. Well, Risky. the thing is, Risky. is that start him. the Broncos are ba- are as bad as the Raiders, but Jordan Love struggled against the Raiders. So will he struggle against the Broncos? Different di- differences. Um, Jordan Love has had the bye, which is, which is big. I think the, that, that yeah. bye week came perfectly for him. To, to fix his shit, but it's another, it's another tough uh, away game for him. Yes, it definitely is. And take a look at the injury reports for Aaron Jones as well. Yeah. It's worrying that Aaron Jones had the whole buy and still that hamstring injury doesn't seem like it's uh, it, it, it made itself any better. So yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's tricky. And this is why, you know, I came into the year again, very down, on on Aaron Jones uh, it's I I don't know I don't know what to really do with him he's my he's my RB 16 and the more the longer he stays on this injury report the more I'm going to the more I'm gonna sit there I'm just gonna be like you know what I'm kind of I'm kind of fading Aaron Jones and also looking at this this Packers offense in general too. If the Packers offense continues to struggle, you know, how valuable is Aaron Jones going to be? How much do you, are you really going to want to be starting him? Same thing with the likes of 
of Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, you got cheap enough where you can, he's definitely returning value, returning value for you. But the main pieces, Jones, Watson, the guys you spent high capital on, they're, they're definitely gonna, gonna, gonna suffer a little bit. And this might be a tougher matchup for Watson because he's probably going to go up against Patrick Sertan. Probably, probably. Yeah. And it's, it's a concern. But Watson, Watson's my wide receiver 28. So I don't see him moving any lower than that, but I don't see him cracking the top 24. So high-end flex play, high-end wide receiver three. All right. And then uh, it doesn't look like Luke Musgrave is on the injury report, but I don't think. No, no, Musgrave, Musgrave's fine. Musgrave's good to go. And in deep leagues, I would consider Romeo Dobbs because like Adam said, Watson's going to be occupied by Sertan. We think which leaves Romeo Dobbs open to do whatever. And he needs he needs a game, Romeo Dobbs, because we've we've kind of seen Dobbs fade a little bit. I was going to say, like, he had a really hot start to the year. He had a great start to the year. He had two touchdowns against Chicago, and then the last four games, he's only had one touchdown, and 50% of those games, he's been inside the top 20 um, for weekly finishes, and then weeks when he was not in the top uh sorry top 15 and half uh what was he what was he in full i hate how a fantasy pros defaults the standard for for everything that they do but that's not that's not the hero that's my problem uh he's had top three top 17 finishes week one week three week four and full point ppr and then when he hasn't been in the top 17 he's been your wide receiver 83 and your wide receiver 100 oof yeah, Wolf is right. Uh, he, yeah, he needs he needs to have himself a little bit of a day. And I think it, conditions call for potentially Romeo Dobbs to have a uh, have a solid enough game. So I I would think about it. I definitely would think about it. All right, and then for Denver, who aside Coral and Sutton, basically, right? I I kind of think that you could start Russell Wilson here. Really? Yeah, I think you can. I oh, wouldn't want to. I Russell wouldn't want Wilson to. But has been so bad. He's been awful. No, he's been he's been absolutely awful. But you know, if you have buy situations and you're trying to figure out, okay, you know, would I rather would I rather start Kirk Cousins or Russell Wilson? I'm starting Kirk Cousins. But would I rather start Josh Dobbs or Russell Wilson? I'm starting Russell Wilson. You know, the wild thing is that the stats don't even look half bad for Wilson. It's the eye test, and the eye test looks pitiful. Yeah, because like he's thrown for was that thirteen hundred and five yards, twelve touchdowns, and four picks. You know, if that was a if you're looking at like a blind stat line, I'd be like, oh, this guy's pretty good. But the journey has been terrible for Russ. Russ, if I remember correctly, he's. Among the 32 qualified starting quarterbacks, he's 18th in passing grade, 17th in highly accurate throw rate, and 18th in hero throw rate, which is basically hero throw rate is basically just chuck balls, essentially. I don't think it needs much of a much of a further of a definition. Um he's basically a middle of the middle of the road quarterback by advanced metrics, but the eye test says that he's a lower tier starting option. Yeah, and I, I always, mean, I always go with the eye test over what the analytics tell me. Always. Well, I that mean, that could analytics, be the nineteen fifty five football fan in me, but that's just how I am. I like analytics, but I mean, you look at his last two games. Um, he's well, really, his last three. His numbers have been going down against the Bears, where they barely won. He threw for two hundred twenty three yards and three touchdowns. Good. Against the Jets, where they he looked good at, for like a drive, he threw for 196 yards and two touchdowns, fine. But against against Kansas City, he didn't even crack 100. He got 95 no. yards, one touchdown, and two picks in a game that was basically a scrimmage. No, you do, you don't want to start Russell Wilson, but if you have to, based on the guys that you have on your bench or guys that are on bye or whatever. You may not have much of a choice, and and Russell Wilson at home 
against a Packers defense that is struggling a little bit could be an okay play. The real debate that I have that I'm going back and forth on in my head is Russell Wilson or Baker Mayfield. That's the one I've really been thinking about. And I lean Russ. I lean Russ, but it's close. Yeah, I mean, Baker Mayfield, Baker Mayfield at home against Atlanta, though. And if you love Mike Evans, you got to love Baker Mayfield. And what and what has Mike Evans done? He has caught balls, got yards, and scored touchdowns for his entire against, career. Against, against, the, against the Atlanta Falcons. Correct. He's made a career of killing the Atlanta Falcons. That's true. He absolutely tortures this team. Which reminds me, I have to move Mike, Mike Evans up in my rankings. Thank you for reminding me. You're welcome. I think Mike Evans last year, that was the game that Tom Brady like force fed him the ball and he got like 300 yards. Week, eight, week right? 18. Week 18. Yeah. That was the game where he needed to have like 290 something to get to or whatever the hell it was, 250 something. I forgot the exact number. Uh, actually, I might, be able to, I might be able to look it up to get to the thousand mark and Tom Brady was like, yeah, uh, we're getting you to that thousand. And what did he do? He got thousand. 207. Yeah. 207. And on the year total, he had 1,124. So he beat that number by plenty. And that came from pretty much week 18. Thank you, Tom Brady. Oh, Tom Brady. And he's well on his way there this year. He's, He's on his way. Yeah, but you and Jake already talked about that game. So we'll just move on. Um, Anything else for Denver, though? Like, do you like Jaleel McLaughlin or Javante Williams or? I think there, there are conditions where you could where you could start both of them. You could start both of them. Would I want to? No. But can you? Yes. All right. Please, can we be done with this so we can talk about a more fun game? I mean, I'll I'll give you this very simply. Uh, you're starting Cortland Sutton. Yeah, that's basically. It. That's it. Yeah, because this last game is going to be so, is going to be a lot of fun. We hope. <laughs> we we hope. <laughs> we hope. The Los Angeles Chargers making their trip into Arrowhead to face the Kansas City Chiefs. Coming off of a just a just a gut wrenching loss against the Dallas Cowboys on Monday night, where Justin Shots. Herbert Justin Herbert threw a bad pick in a big game. Yes, Bird. Adam, Adam, please, please pick me. Yes, Bird. Please pick me. Hi, hi. How are we? Um, if that were Dak Prescott. And he threw a pick like that. Adam, on a scale of 1 to 10, how vociferous would the reaction be? Um, I would go with an 8. Hmm, an 8. Justin Herbert throws a pick like that. How vociferous was the reaction? Honestly, it was like 5, probably, or 4. I would say like a 3. Yeah, it was not you're, great. You heard nothing about it. You heard nothing about it. Meanwhile, if that's Dak that throws a pick like that. Oh, Dak threw another pick. Oh, the turnover problems. Oh, the Cowboys screwed with Dak Prescott. Fuck off right here. Sorry for swearing. You're a Yankees fan. You're not used to this anymore. Where, Or at this point where people, where your players, your favorite players are under a larger microscope because they play. Trust me. Trust me. I, I, I I am well aware. I am well aware of the, the the teams that I choose and how they are held to a higher standard over everybody else. Also, your boy Tony Romo had to deal with this shit for years. Yeah, oh yeah. And ain't it funny that people are now realizing, oh, maybe Tony Romo was actually pretty good. Yeah, no shit. Sorry for swearing. Yeah. Well, it is funny that his best game the best game of his career he lost because he threw a bad pick. Against Denver Broncos. It's ironic. It's ironic. But the highest fourth quarter QBR of all time. Who's that guy? Is it Tony Romo? It is Tony. Yeah. 
So for all the people that say he's a choke artist, hmm. he's thrown some bad picks though. He has, but what quarterback hasn't? Brett Favre has thrown some. Brett Favre has thrown some pretty terrible interceptions too, and Brett Favre is in the Hall of Fame. It is weird that people don't talk about that as much as they do because Brett Favre also throws a lot of bad. Peyton Manning too throws yeah. a lot of bad picks in big games. What if I said to you, Peyton Manning is one of the worst regular season quarterbacks? Wait, had this right? No, no. best regular season, worst postseason. Yes, that's correct. That's correct. Sorry, sorry, you're you're 100 right. I knew yeah. I knew I wanted to get to get something out there. Yes, Peyton Manning is one of the worst postseason quarterbacks of all time. Regular season, the guy pants numbers, I guess, like anybody else's business, but he throws picks. Yeah. Whereas I mean, Eli, complete opposite. One of the worst regular season quarterbacks I've ever seen. And then the calendar goes to playoff time, and Eli just turned into Magic Mike. Yeah, actually, uh, over the weekend, I watched that Dallas Cowboys-New York Jets game in 2011. The one where uh, Revis picked Tony Romo at the end to set the field goal. That was a crazy sequence of events. You had the fumble at the goal line, the block punt, and then the pick to set up the Nick Folk field goal. Nick Folk, of all all people, former cowboy. Love Nick Folk. That's a great guy. The Folk hero is what they called him. I love that dude. I really do. Not as much as I love Tony Romo, but I love Nick Folk. Or Dan Bailey. That was oh, Dan Bailey's. Bend it like Bailey. Oh! That was Dan Bailey's rookie year. Actually, it was 2011. I love, I love Dan Bailey. What a guy! Yeah, what a great guy. This awesome dude. What an, what an awesome, awesome dude. But yeah, Justin Herbert, Justin Herbert, that guy you're starting. Yeah, he's yeah. he's 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 pretty good. And you're starting Eckler. Yeah, I think you have room for him. Yeah, I would think so. Just make, make some room in your lineup. You started. You're starting Keenan Allen, duh. But yeah, yeah, yeah. You have room for him too. But, 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 but Josh Palmer. Yeah, yeah. He is my. He's in the same conversation as Romeo Dobbs. You could start. You could start him as a low end wide receiver three. Yeah, you're not really expecting much, but he did no. get targeted a fair amount. He that. had a touchdown on Monday that was called back. Yeah. And on that fourth down play, he was targeted also in the end zone. Yep. Yep. So he gets looks. So. He gets looks. And keep an eye out for Quinton Johnston. I mean, now, now I'm a big fan of Quinton Johnston. Quinton Johnston, go. Trade for him in Dynasty this week. Traded Brandon Ayuk. <laughs> Brandon Ayuk. And who was the other guy I traded for him? Oh, Rashid Shahid. Yes. Ayuk and Shahid for... Quentin Johnston, Ty J. Spears, a first round, a, a first round pick, and two second round picks. Wow, talk about playing the long game. Fuck yeah, mid for Marvin, baby. Yeah, mid for Marvin. Great guy. That's hilarious. O h i fucking o. Sorry for swearing. And fuck Penn State. Not sorry for swearing. Fuck Penn State. So do you have any comments on the uh, investigation about Michigan? They've always been fucking sheets. Well, <laughs> I, 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 wow. Wow. Uh, John Harbaugh is a fucking cheat. Jim Harbaugh. Jim, Jim Harbaugh. Sorry, Jim. Please don't, please don't sue us. Please, please don't sue us. Yeah, no, no, no. no. <laughs> please, don't, please don't sue us. Allegedly. Allegedly. John Harbaugh, not a cheat. Great guy. Great guy. I, lo- I love him. Jim Harbaugh. The guy was suspended, and they made it seem like he freaking died. He was a martyr. Mo- a moment of silent reflection for Jim Harbaugh. Like, come on. Come on now. I, I love- God, I can't stand that school. Truly. Truly. I love not having too great of an allegiance with college football. If Ryan Day were suspended for anything, and Ryan Day would never be suspended for anything because he's just a great guy. Maybe for challenging Lou Holtz to a fight in a back alley. Uh, well, that was deserved. That was deserved. <laughs> Fuck Lou Holtz. <laughs> this, it's, I, oh, I, I, was, I was going to say something, but it is very inappropriate. I'm not going to say it. Please please don't do that. But that's... Hold on. Hold on. I'm gonna t- I have to text it to you. We, we get to the Chiefs. We can get okay. to the chase that we could we could we could go. 
hold on. I got I gotta find the, the chat. There we go. Um hold on. Hold on. That was a funny rant though. Okay, there you go. Oh my god. <laughs> that is that's pretty funny. I'm happy that you didn't say that. Can't say that. They definitely no. cannot say that. You cannot say that. No, um, definitely not. But it's funny. Thank you. Thank, thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, for the Chiefs, you're starting Patrick Mahomes. You're starting Isaiah Pacheco. Rushy Rice. Sure. And if you listen to the mailbag that comes out on Saturday, there's a new segment on the mailbag. Very end of the show. Spoiler Ooh. alert. There's a Chief mentioned in it. So you got to listen to the mailbag, see what I'm talking about. And then Travis Kelsey started that guy too. Man, what a great tease. Radio professional. Gotta say, radio professional, man of the people, big time cursor, and fuck Lou Holtz, and fuck Jim Harbaugh, that too. I'm just here being like a pit fan, being like, oh, this is nice. I don't Dick really. Head. No, well, your rival's with West Virginia. Yeah. And Penn State also. Country roads take me home to the place I belong. Come on, I'm singing the rest of the song. West, West Virginia. Virginia. Well, the thing is, mama, take me home. Country roads. And do you know who sings that song? John Denver. Thank God. Oh, thank God. You're cultured. Woo. Woo. Bird buck yeah. for you. Nice job. Wow. The return. <laughs> return of the magnetic. Sorry. Another great, another great one. Turn of the max Bob. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they don't play the backyard brawl too much anymore. They don't. No. No. But you know, the one thing that's great about Pitt is that every couple of years they're due to they're due for like an, a ridiculous upset. True. It's always fun. True, but you, I don't know how, how you know truly aligned with Pitt you are because you talk shit about Kenny Pickett whenever you get the chance to. That's true. I don't know. I mean You're more you're more BYU. That's okay. Go Cougs. No, come on. Really, it's like Pitt in Cincinnati. Because my brother in law went is a Bearcat. Not Cincinnati. Not Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Fan. Actually, my sister and my brother-in-law went to the river. It's called the River City Rivalry. Is the, the game between the Pitt Panthers and the Cincinnati Bearcats. Oh, really? Yes. I don't know that. Yes. So there So there you go. Anyway, is that it? That's Hurricane it. City? Okay. That's it. Time to watch uh, Time to watch Thursday Night Football. Uh, the Jaguars scored Travis Etienne with a touchdown and the and Blake Groupie missed a field goal. So, At, come on, Christian Kirk. I have Jacksonville's defense, so hopefully that happens. So hopefully that works out. Come on, Christian. Great guy, love him. All right. Well, thank you for listening to this episode of the Basic Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and leave a review. Tell us how much you love the podcast, and also submit mailbag questions to the mailbag email address, so we can answer them on the show every Saturday of the NFL season and even in the off season. So just because the season's over doesn't mean you need to stop so many mailbag questions. Cause please do. Yeah. We'll be doing, we'll be doing mailbag mailbags, um, g- more general mailbags on BTP during the off season. And then like around key dates for the NFL off season, like free agency, uh, the draft. And then of course, build up to fantasy drafts. We'll have, we'll have mailbags uh, as well, but, uh, this off season will be definitely more tailored towards uh, doing mailbags for BTP and having more uh, general questions. Because obviously, uh, as I said in the mailbag, BTP is like dormant during fantasy season. And then, you know, when, when fantasy season is over and fantasy show scales back, BTP uh, kicks up again. Yep. For my co-host at Birdsall, I'm Adam Castor. We'll talk to you next time. Uh, we're out of here. Bye-bye.